Today, my guest, Trina Titus Lozano, will be speaking to us about the Titus woman growing through motherhood. Trina, wife of James Lozano since 1983, is a licensed and ordained Christian minister and a pastoral counselor. Trina's passion is to see people maximize their potential, claim their true identity, and live in victory. Trina is a daughter of Davy and Larry Titus and currently works with them at Kingdom Global Ministries. Trina is a provider for Together in Texas, premarital counseling, and is certified through Marriage on the Rock. She is the author of ABC's Absolute Basic Criteria for Positive Results Parenting and enjoys preaching and teaching internationally. Trina is currently hosting Home Experience Radio, The Her Show, giving biblical advice to the callers live every third Sunday night in KWRD 100.7, The Word FM in Dallas. Trina is the mother of four grown children. It has been said about Trina, when she enters a room, she fills it with joy. Trina turns the ordinary into a party. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood podcast, Trina. It's so good to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. My mom wrote that bio and I can almost hear her saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that sweet? Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, Trina, I know you just recently celebrated a birthday. So happy birthday. You know, I'm 55. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You look beautiful. You don't look a day like 55. (laughs) (laughs) So today our topic, you know, and, you know, I was just thinking like women of 25 uh, and a woman of 55 like yourself are essentially the same. You know, what separates, what separates us, you know, them is life experience, right? Trina, you're exactly, you're huge on Titus chapter two. Can you share a little bit about being the Titus woman? Well, this is a scripture that is that I'm passionate about, but I'm passionate about this because my grandmother was passionate about this. Actually, I can go back one more generation. My great grandmother was passionate about this particular chapter in the Bible, Titus chapter two. And then she passed down the principles to my grandmother, who's now 97, and she lives in the home with me. And then my mother, who's 73, and then myself, 55. And then I've got two daughters that are in their 30s. And um, I have two sons also. But but the women are passing the principles down from generation to generation to generation. And that's what Titus chapter two says. It says, let the older women teach mm-hmm. the younger women to love their husbands and honor their husbands and love their children and to be keepers of their home and to live pure lives. And so, so to honor the word of God. Mm. And this does honor the word of God. But you're right. I feel like I'm 25 on the inside. <laughs> and my grandma, who, who is 97, she says, age is a privilege, but old is an attitude. <laughs> so, that's that's right. right. We want to keep that attitude of being young. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, you know, in Titus chapter two, you know, it's sort of like a principle that we don't talk about it too much. And, um, you know, how do you bridge the gap and reach 
the younger generation of mothers without alienating the older women. You know, I mean, we never alienate older moms because there is a season for every mom. Um, I think you oh, yes. probably agree with me. And so can you just share yes. a little bit about that? Well, I do, we do it through mentoring mm-hmm. and, uh, we were, my mother and I co-wrote a book called the home experience and this book that I'll show it to you right here. Yeah. Um, here it is. It's called the home experience wow. and it's, it's a beautiful manual, but what it does is it speaks to women in every stage mm. and season in life because it's really more about the stage that you're in versus the age that you are. Because regardless of your age, if you're the mom of a toddler, you're the mom of a toddler. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, you, you can get different. I mean, the, if you, once you have a lot of children, you get more experience and you can learn from people who have more children than you do or people mm-hmm. whose children are older than yours. So this principle of the older teaching the younger, it's a beautiful thing. It's not necessarily just an age thing. It could also be a stage thing. For instance, um, you know, if someone has more experience right. parenting because they have a teenager, well, maybe, maybe, um, an older mother started later and she has young ones. In fact, one of my best friends, Victoria Rogers is her name. And um, she's an author and a speaker and she is so well educated and she's got all kinds of degrees. And she had more of an opportunity to get all of these degrees and all of this education. And she is a phenomenal businesswoman mm-hmm. and an expert on so many different topics that I'm not an expert on because she had time to learn when I was at home changing diapers and potty training my kids and trying to get them to eat their vegetables. <laughs> but then she was married in her mid thirties and then she started having her children in her late thirties. Well, by that time, I was, my children were, were almost grown. And, um, so our kids are very different ages and, um, my oldest granddaughter just turned 13. Okay. But then my friend, and we're the same age, her, her, um, in fact, I have three friends this way that their, their child is the same age as my grandchild. Mm. Okay. So let the older women teach the younger women. I can teach them about parenting because I've been there, done that. I'm I'm finished. My children are all grown now, but they still have things that they can teach me. So there's a, you know, there's a respect. We respect each other's age and wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so we can glean from each other. So no one ever is made to feel stupid or like they're inexperienced because they have clueless because I'm telling you with every single child, we have to learn all over again. Right. <laughs> See, really, pretty much, because every kid is different. It's every true. Every child is different. Every every person is different. It's absolutely true. Um, you know, so if your first child is, is just an awesome, incredible, compliant, and easy, healthy child, you might want to write a parenting book by the time, you know, by the time they're five years old. And then you have a second child, and nothing that you did with the first worked. And you're like, what is going on? I thought I was this expert parent. But you know, this is the whole idea of mentoring is the older women teaching the younger women, the younger women looking up to older women. But even if you're a 25 year old, you're older than someone, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you're more experienced than someone. So really Titus chapter two is a mandate for all 
of us to look up yeah and to look in and then to pass the principles on down. Mm. Yeah, I love that. You know, one of the reasons why I started Gems of Motherhood, and I always tell um, moms and I always tell other people, I was like, you know, as as a mother, it's a never-ending journey of a learning experience, unless you're like 95 years old or something, you know, because I feel like you're you're always learning. learning. Even if you're a grandparent. My grandmother, who's 97, so she's a great, great grandmother. Can you imagine? So we've got five generations in our family. And she says, I learn something new every day. And you know what? She learned something new recently from one of my grandchildren, Mm -hmm. you know? So we are, we're always learning. But I like to mentor young women and young moms by bringing them into my home. I bring them into my home and then I will go into their home and really do that one-on-one personal mentorship and I'm a counselor. So I like to talk to the women about their specific situation, their Mm -hmm. specific children, their specific home life, their specific circumstances. Um, But we teach them principle. Principle is kind of like this broad topic, you know, teaching, but an instruction is the details for the specifics, you know, and mentoring can really, can really um, help with the instructions, you know? Yeah. I love, I love that you said about mentoring because, you know, there are not a lot of, um, I guess, older moms or moms with experience who are mentoring um, the moms who lack the experience. Um, And so, or, or do you think, or do you think that, you know, younger moms are just not open to those kind of learning experience? Oh, most are very open. If they know that you are willing, they don't want to have to go on YouTube to learn mm-hmm. how to change a diaper. Right. You know, to look at a YouTube tutorial to learn how to change a diaper. And that actually is a heartbreaking thing when I have a client that that did not have a mother, did not have a mother figure, does not have a grandmother or a grandmother figure, and they are ill-equipped for anything regarding home and marriage and family and parenting and mothering. They just don't know Mm because nobody ever taught them. So I find that that women are actually very, very open and wanting to learn, really open and wanting to learn. I think it's more often that... um, that people are afraid that they won't want to learn. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like as an older woman, like at least offer the opportunity if someone would like to learn that then they can come. And some, some people are more teachable than others. Right. Some people more soak it up than others. But uh, I find it's, it's more often than not that they want to take me up on that offer to mentor them. Excellent. Yeah. Well, why do you think it's important for mom to seek mentors and to be open for the council? Because they need wisdom. They mm. need wisdom. And yeah. wisdom comes through experience. It does. And and through age, through all these gray hairs, you know. <laughs> but be sure that they be sure that the person that is mentoring you is, you know, has this as their main book. Mm. You know, they've got the Amen. principles that they are passing down to you. Not just ideals, not just right. philosophies, but the word of God. So that we're really passing, excuse me, the principles, you know, from one generation to the next. This is it's sort of like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It needs to be passed down generationally to the next generation. And um, so, but be careful, you know, to be sure that, um, 
that, that there's a, you know, that you're a good match. You want to be a good match with this person. You know, sometimes, in fact, I, I had a lady recently reach out to me and the person who was mentoring her became very controlling mm. of her, of wanting to like, um, you know, like make all of her decisions for her. Oh no, it's not about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. You don't want to enter into a controlling type of mentorship relationship, but, but just this, when you find an older woman that is encouraging and can pour wisdom into you, latch onto that. Now for the women that are saying, oh boy, that would be really nice. Where do I get that? You open your eyes. And I remember as being a young girl, I opened my eyes to some women at my church. I was only a teenager, but this lady had four children and I loved watching her with her four children. Mm. I watched her at church and we ended up moving. Had we stayed in that location and I, and I became a mother, I would have gone to that lady and said, you know what? I want to have four kids just like you, because I admire so much your devotion to your family. In my family, I only have one brother. So there's only two of us. Um, My mom and dad only had two children. But when I watched her, she, she was mentoring me from afar and she didn't even realize it. And I think often that is the case. People are watching us all the time, even if we don't know that they are. And uh, she, she looked at me. I I mean, I looked at her and I said, I want to, I want to have four kids when I grow up. And I did, I had four kids, two girls and two boys. And, um, you know, they're all grown now. Now I have 10 grandchildren, but, uh, keep your eyes open because when you see someone and you say, I want to be like them, that's the biggest compliment you could ever give someone. So say, can I call you sometime? Would you call me sometime? I would love to see how you do what you do. Yeah. It is amazing because, um, even before when I, I remember when I was pregnant, my husband and I, we were talking about, um, the couples that we would love to glean from just because of the yes. way they've raised your children, you know, and we have yes. two very specific couples that we have already, you know, before we got pregnant, we are, we've already expressed, to them, like, hey, you know, we love the way you have brought your child up, yes. you know, and your children up. And yes. we would love it to just glean from you from time to time because we need yes. wisdom. Because that's right. You know, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and and when when there is a parent who's gone through different stages already, why not? Right? Well, that's right. And, and you don't want to just Google how to discipline your kids. You know, right. you, you need to, you need to follow someone that, that you like the outcome, you know, yeah. you watch them and you say, wow, their children are well disciplined. Mm-hmm. You know, their children obey, they're obedient. How did they do that? And then you listen carefully. And then as you're with them, even if you just plan play dates, you know, Hey, can we tag along next time you guys go to the zoo? I want to see how you discipline your kids, you know? I want to see how, how your conversation is with them. And it's so amazing how you, you'll pick up on just the way that they talk. And you'll find often that these, these parents that, that are really good at what they're doing, these mothers that are excellent at what they're doing, they, have, they take very seriously um, obedience and mm-hmm. obedience training their children. And you will notice their children will obey them. They right. will obey them. And if they don't, the mother has already prepared a consequence and there's there's not emotion in it. And you'll watch this and you'll go, Oh, I want to discipline my kids the way she does. Like, <laughs> like everybody there's this peace to it. There's exactly. Peace and there's love. And you watch them and then you want to be like that. Right. Now, speaking about obedience, you know, and just parenting, would you give me and give us some parenting advice? Well, I will. Uh, 
I'm just going to say the top three things, the ABCs, mm-hmm. ABC, the absolute basic criteria, okay, for developing capable young people, because you are developing your children, you are training them, and it is a active, ongoing process, and this is, this is, whatever they learn, it's going to be because you teach them, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. So this is, you take this seriously. So A is for authority. First and foremost, you must accept the responsibility that you are their authority. Mm-hmm. And it does not mean that you're authoritative. It doesn't mean that you're controlling and that they're under your thumb. But it does mean that you are the adult responsible for them. Whoever has the responsibility for a child has the authority. Mm-hmm. And you are the only mom that these kids will ever have. Exactly. You're irreplaceable. You're irreplaceable. You need to be the primary influence in their life. So a daycare center, a, a a nanny, or even a grandmother, they are not supposed to be the primary influence in the child's life. Mm-hmm. You are, you have the responsibility. God gave you the responsibility whenever, um, whenever he, he blessed that seed that was planted in your womb and he brought forth and created this life within you from that moment that you know that you're pregnant, you have a responsibility to to nurture the life that is within you. And um, so that 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 responsibility, it, it is coupled with the authority. So you've got to teach your children from a very young age, I'm mommy, and you do what I say. Like, mm-hmm. because kids, I they would like to be the CEO. Kids want to be the boss of you, and they need to know very early on, since they don't have the responsibility for you, they don't right. get to have the authority over you. So they've got to learn to submit themselves, right. and they're only going to learn that because you require it. So it's important that that moms, I want to encourage you who are listening to this podcast today, you are gems for sure, and Amen. your children are gems for sure. But as you know that you are a gem, you know that you are very valuable, and um, and you are the most valuable person in this life, especially in their life, especially in the ages um, of from the time you find out you're pregnant until they're five or six years old. These are the most formative times of, of their life, and this is where you're really pouring into them the, the life principles and the skills mm-hmm. that will carry them through adulthood. And, um, and this is this is a time also where there needs to be an extreme bonding from mm-hmm. from you know infancy through about six years old. So they need to spend the majority of their time with you, and it is a really big responsibility. And um, it is the biggest privilege, the biggest treasure that you mothers will ever have is your children, and especially these first five to six years. Just you know, really pour yourself into them, and and that really creates the attachment that will carry you, will bond you for the rest of their life. So A is for, we could say attachment, but also for authority. Mm-hmm. B is for belief. B is for belief. I want you moms to get out the word of God and know God is who he says he is and he Amen. can do what he says he can do. And he's going to help you be the best mom you can be to these kids. I want you to believe it. And as you believe and trust and trust in God with your whole heart, then I want you to pour that belief into your children. Okay, they, your children will never have to wonder if God is real. Mm. They will know that because they've been taught that. My grandmother learned that from my great-grandparents. And she even says to this day, I'm so blessed that I was raised in a home to know that God is real. Mm-hmm. He is real. 
and he is for us. He is for us. And so we don't have to be afraid or worried about anything because we're solid in our faith, which is a belief. It is a faith. We're solid in it. Um, we walk in miracles. And my daughter said one time, mom, we walk in miracles. And actually she <laughs> got that from my grandmother who says on a regular basis, we walk in miracles. So we don't walk in fear. We Amen. walk in faith. We walk in faith. B is for belief. So when your your children are hypocrisy, hypocrisy detectors, Sharon, yeah. they really are. Children, they, they will detect this hypocrisy in you if you go into fear mode. Right. So whenever you preach the faithfulness of God to your kids and you're telling them about the goodness of God, well, then when we're in the middle of a pandemic and all of a sudden circumstances get turned upside down, no, you're solid and God is solid and Amen. you are not, you have to be immovable or otherwise it doesn't make sense to them. Mm-hmm. Your kids will look at you and be like, why are you afraid? Because we walk in miracles. Why are yeah. you afraid? Because if God is for us, who can be against us? Why are you afraid? Because Psalm 91, he is a healer of all of our diseases. Um, nothing can happen with, without God knowing about it. You know, he's in right. control of everything. So your kids are going to look at you going, why are you freaking out right now? You know, and whether it's about money or or health issues or whatever circumstances, you know, come along, you, we just have to be solid in our belief and, and your kids are watching. And so when you're solid in your belief that you'll pass that on to your kids and, um, and just keep telling them, you know what, when they ask you for something, maybe you can't afford it and say, you know what, let's pray about it. And that's, that's not something that we can buy right now, but we walk in miracles and who knows what God's going to do. If he wants us to have it, he'll provide for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so talk them through it. If they, you know, and that's it. That's a good thing to say to a child who's 16 and has an expectation that you're going to buy them a new car. Well, sorry, we're in a pandemic right now. We've been unemployed for a certain amount of time. Your older sibling got a car. We had money then. We don't have money now, right. but let's pray about it because we walk in miracles. And yeah. you know what? If it's time for you to get a car now, the Lord will provide. And and maybe God's working on your patience and we're just going to wait a little bit longer. But no matter what, we're going to keep believing. So so when we believe, we we have this, this inner character developed that we don't complain. We don't complain. Right. So we true. don't live in fear. We don't argue. We, you know, we don't question God because yeah. we believe. So that is B. B is for belief. C is for conscience. Mm. I want you moms to really begin developing your child's moral character by developing their moral conscience, okay? And this C word, conscience, there's two different types of conscience. Um, One is your prohibitive conscience. And this is where we have been trained to make a decision of right or wrong based on punishment and reward. Mm. And oftentimes parents just train their children this way. Like say, if you obey mommy, you'll get, you know, a nickel or you'll get a lollipop. Um, If you don't obey mommy, then you're going to be disciplined, whatever the punishment might be. Yeah. But that's only training their prohibitive conscience. That is developing them to choose right and wrong based on punishment and reward. But that will, that'll let them down someday. Because it doesn't always work that way. Right. Because so often in life, when we do the right thing, it feels like a punishment. And so often in life, when we do the wrong thing, it gives us a temporary satisfaction. Mm. So that's not a good, that we cannot rely solely on developing a prohibitive conscience. So do this instead. Develop your child's, well, I, I should say in addition to, not instead, but in addition to, develop your child's conscience, um, 
in an assertive way where they choose between right or wrong based on a love of virtue, just because it's right. We choose righteousness that is doing the right thing just because it's right. So for instance, let's pick up your toys because it's the right thing to do. Right. Let's just put these toys and we got to take good care of them. So let's pick them up and put them in the toy box. Oh, this one's dirty. Let's get the rag and wash this off. We need yeah. to keep our toys clean. You know, so this is, there's no punishment reward, but, but it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm, so many mm-hmm. things that we need to um, decide to do. It's just because we love God, we honor God, and we do what's right just because it's right. It's out yeah. of love and virtue. So that is C. D is for discipline. And I'm just going to add this real quick before I before I um, run out of time with you, Sharon. And, no. There's <laughs> we mamas that are just such gems. Um, D is for discipline. And mommies need to know that discipline, it really comes from the word discipleship. You know, right. there's this, it's not just about, about, um, punishment, but it is really about training your kids. So tell them what to do, not just what not to do. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, instead of saying, don't run, you want to say, stand next to mommy and hold my hand now, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, very clear instruction. You know, um, so we want to give our kids very clear instructions and, and we want to live a life of discipline because as we live a life of self-discipline and as we train our kids and disciple our kids to be self-disciplined and to be obedient, mm-hmm. then, um, then, then we're training them in, in a way that they can follow us. There's going to be a monkey see, monkey do effect. If you live an undisciplined life, if you're throwing tantrums, if you're yelling and screaming and having meltdowns when things don't go your way, well, guess what? Your kids picked it up from you. Maybe you picked it up from them, but you better not be picking up that stuff from them. They right. picked that from you. How to have self-control, how to take a deep breath, and how to push the reset button when things don't go our way. And um, so, so as you learn to be self-disciplined, you can pass on the principle of how to be self-disciplined and then also teach them why to be self-disciplined. Because we want to raise our kids to be independent. I told you my kids are all grown. Mm-hmm. We're, we're raising them to leave. We're raising them not to just to respond to our discipline like little robots. But we want them to eventually, and hopefully in the short term, I mean, it could be, it could be by the time they, they're three, four years old, they begin to have self-discipline. Right. And um, so this is always the goal to, to do that. And to do that, you do have to train them. And that does include punishment, but it also includes a lot of reward, but it also includes most importantly, you being the example of a disciplined person. Right. And so everything that you do, we do it. You know what? We don't go potty in our pants. <laughs> we go potty whenever, whenever you know, nature calls. I got to stop what I'm doing and go to the bathroom. We both do, right? Right, right. Um, that's a discipline. Um, we, I, I don't throw my food on the floor and neither do you. Right. That's a discipline. Mommy doesn't scream and neither do you, you know. So, so and when you get your kids get teenagers, mommy doesn't post um, bikini pics on the internet and right. neither do you. Right. Because why? Because we're self-disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I mean, I love your ABCD principle. I'm sure I'm sure you have from letter A's to Z. And <laughs> I do. You better believe it. <laughs> I can go on and on. <laughs> you, can, you can look at, um, at uh, YouTube and, and look at those videos. And yeah. Also an online course. On yes, K- I'll definitely. Great. Awesome. I'll definitely there's, post there's that on my show notes. There's three on YouTube that go to the letter L. 
Okay. And then to go all the way to Z, there's the online course. It's very inexpensive at, at kingdomglobal.com. Excellent. Thank you. Well, we're pretty much almost at the end of our show. So, it, it, you know, we, it just went by so fast. <laughs> it but does. I would, is my favorite subject. Yay. But I would really love to know if, is there anything else that you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there? You've shared so say, many great things. I would say mothers value your husband. Mm. Know that your husband and and your mother, as you honor your husband, as you honor your father and mother, I don't care what the situation is. I don't care who they are, who they aren't, or who they never will be. If you speak dishonor to mm. your parents, and look, that's, that's one of the Ten Commandments, to honor your father and mother. If you speak dishonorable to your parents, guess what? Your kids are going to grow up and they'll dishonor you. They right. will. Don't do that. Yeah. Also, honor your husband. Titus chapter 2 talks about honoring your husband. Honor your husband. Your kids do not need to know his faults. You do not need to point those out. Uh, you know, it, Let your children watch you honor your husband, serve your husband, love your husband, encourage your husband. And, um, and that will, that will be a real benefit in their life to know that mommy loves daddy too. And, and you know what, even, even if the worst case scenario, they don't have a dad or they don't have, um, in their life or they don't, or, or they don't have a dad living with them. If there's been a divorce still do not dishonor the person who made them. Right. Tell honor them. Say, you know what? I know your daddy's not in your life, but God made a special arrangement for him to plant a seed, and we're grateful for that. Mm, amen. Find something to honor, and I don't care what it is, but you got to watch your words. Yeah. Uh, be, be careful what you say. Uh, keep your words kind and sweet. You never know which ones you'll eat. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, our words lie in the power of our tongue, right? And so yes. we either give life or we either give death. And so, um, and so, and emotions are high whenever, whenever we're parenting, because we're exhausted and kids are very emotional and, um, and, and they can tend to pull mommies into this emotional realm, but we got to be solid on the word of God, moms. Amen. Amen. Don't let those little kids pull you into this emotional um, frenzy. Okay. (laughs) Amen. Thank you so much, Trina. That was so awesome. Um, Enjoy every single day because guess what? Um, They do grow up and this season, it will end. You will always be a mother, but your children are not always children. They will always be sons and daughters. But once they get they get grown, and especially after they get married, you know, we, we don't get to continue to mother them. So right. enjoy it. Hold your babies. Rock your babies. And, and just um, feed them good, healthy food. Eat at the dinner table. You know, that's so important. You know, don't just feed them like they're animals, throwing food at them all the time. Sit them at the dinner table and eat. Eat a meal with them. There's just so many um, wonderful memories that you'll make together there. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Trina, for coming on the show. I so appreciate you sharing all the gem nuggets. Yes, Sharon. I I love you, girl. I'll be following you on Instagram. Yes, please. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you'll find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. 
He knows what you're going through and He knows what you need. Remember, you're fearfully and wonderfully made in Him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.